Attention. Attention detail. Listen up and lead well. You're a VIP, giving you what you need to succeed. Be best you can in your own company. Attention detail one by one, step by step to get the job done. Pops are gonna break it down to you. I ask questions, get the show started for the Attention detail. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird, moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm your host, Jason Bird. Attention. This show is sponsored by VIP Consulting, Leadership Done Well. VIP trains leaders in the skills they'll need to take their organization to the next level. Vision casting, conflict resolution, staff and volunteer management, and more. VIP Consulting helps clients create an action plan and works alongside you to execute it. Experience what faith-based institutions, individuals, and organizations have come to learn. VIP Consulting gives you the VIP treatment. Go to ericbird.com for more information. And here's my dad, Eric Bird. Son, what do you think is the most important part of airline travel? Now, for me, it's the price, but that's wow. just let's just take that out. Let's just take that out of the equation. What is the most important part? Do you think it's the uh, the quality of the airline? Maybe. Um, airline travel probably. I would say maybe the quality of the whoever you're traveling. Okay. Uh, first class or just sitting in the plane. Many. Uh, how about uh, you know the quality of the aircraft of the aircraft? That's is, probably that's probably important. important. Yeah. Yeah. How about the skill of the pilot? Also important. That's important. Um. How about the now? See now. Look at that. I don't know what they're called anymore. Like I don't know if they're called like the. It's not the, 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 the flight attendants. There it is. Yeah. The flight attendants. That's um, probably important. That's probably important because you don't want somebody who's rude. You know what I like? You haven't been on a plane in a little while, but mm-hmm. I love the little the little cookies. They give you the two little the snacks. The little snack cookies. And then, you know, I heard that they give you they give you peanuts because peanuts are salty, and then that forces you to, like, yeah. buy, you know, something to drink. Because that's so that's why I give you some salt. Occasionally, so I, if you go like international travel, I think it was the Dominican Republic trip. Um, what'd you they get? give you like actual food. They give us like a little. Oh yeah, food yeah, international. Food. Yeah, they give yeah. you food. They give you. And I, you know, I think it's pretty good. It's not bad. Man. I can't imagine it being terribly healthy, or, but it it, it, it it tastes good. Yeah, it's never made me sick, so I don't have a problem with that. Here's what's here's what uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you. The most important part of airline travel is guess what that's my roll my drum roll it's the length of the runway it's the length of the runway and the reason why the length of the runway is the most important part 
of airline travel is because if that plane doesn't generate the kind of speed that it needs to get up into the air, it's not going to create the lift. If it doesn't create the lift, then it's not going to get into the air. If it doesn't get into the air, you are not going to Disney World. You are just going to be a very fast-moving, very large automobile going down 695 instead of up in the air. So it's the length of the runway. And so I did a speech at a conference. Well, I've done it a couple times. And this seems to be a very popular, um, a very popular subject matter about you could put it under uh, organizational change. How do you prepare people for change? How do you tell people that change is coming and how, what's the best way to do it? I think the best way to do it, even more than telling them, you know, where you're going to end up, that we're going to end up in Orlando, Florida, for example, is the length of the runway. This is what's coming. Here's how we're going to get into the air. Here's how the organization is going to fly. So today I thought we'd talk about, we'd get four details on how to build a runway, how to build a runway. Go ahead and lay it on us, son. What's number one? All right, so number one is a change is going to come. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's another good one. I was born by a river in a little tent. Lord, just like that. Sam, yeah, Sam, Sam Cook. I almost went almost ready. Sam Cook. Sam Cook. Unfortunately, both of them were before my time. Wow. I just happen to be a music historian. Change gonna come. You know that song? You heard that song? I think Lord, so. yes, it will. If you haven't heard that song, get out. But here we go. Wow. Um, a change is gonna come. So it will benefit your leadership greatly. It will benefit your team greatly if you tell them change is a coming. Change is gonna low hard rain's gonna fall. Change is that's like mm. a Dylan thing. Anyway, tell them that change is coming. So this is what that looks like. What that looks like is I have a jazz trio, the Eric Bird Trio. We turned 20 years old in 2021. So in February, I talked to the guys in the band. I said, this is what we're going to do. This year, we're going to record a new record. These are the songs that I'd like us to consider recording, and we're going to whittle it down to the ones that we like. By the way, it's going to be a double record because 10 of the songs are going to be songs that we recorded from our illustrious past. At least 10 of the songs will be the songs that we're doing currently or that we're doing in the future, you know, that we plan mm -hmm. on doing for future concerts. Um, and then every other month, six times a year for 2021, we're going to play a concert, a big concert somewhere where that we can call it our anniversary tour. So... You give them all the information of where you're going to go. So I know I'm talking to leaders. I know I'm talking to creative people. I know I'm talking to influencers. You have to have a vision of where you want to go. And then if you need people to help you achieve that vision, they've got to know where you're going to go. So if I just went to the band, now we've known each other for 20 years, but if I just went to the band and just said, oh, yeah, by the way, I called the studio and we're going to book, I booked some studio time and we're going to record the new record like next week. Okay. That would be hit with, whoa, what are you talking about? I, we should practice more. Or I should do more individual right. practice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like sometimes you have the right idea. Wow. That's a lot of wind. I don't know if the people at home here, it's yeah. a lot of wind. It's like we're in a, the Kansas and what was that? Wizard of Oz. It was like, I think I'm melting. What is, is it's not it? even the part. <laughs> 
it's not even it's the, like, that's the part I was thinking of. The very end. What is that's it? A like, tornado or whatever? A tornado. Tornado. To turn, no, it's a tornado. It's a sharknado. No, a tomato is a is a. <laughs> oh you know, don't God. correct me. I'm your father. The point that I'm making is that sometimes you can have the right idea, the right vision. You might even have the right resources to pull it off, but your timing sucks because you didn't tell people that it was coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to tell people it's coming. You got to tell people in advance that change is on the way. And uh, there are going to be some people that it doesn't matter. You could tell them on January 1st that something's going to happen on December 31st, and they're still going to hate your guts. There's nothing you can do about those people. Let me just tell you. I went to school for this stuff. Jim Collins will tell you there is absolutely nothing you can do about those people. They will hate you if you gave them a million dollars. They just hate change. But the least you can do is communicate the change. All right. Now, number two. Number two, repeat it. Say it again. Repeat it. Say it again. I'm sorry. What you say? Repeat it. Say it again. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Repeat it. Say it again. But could you just make your point? I'm not sure what number two is. Repeat it. <laughs> say it again. So. It will benefit your leadership and your change management, your organizational change greatly. If you become absolutely annoying, as Jason just did, telling people that change is coming. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to throw out a date. So September 1, we're going to move to this new software. Okay, Um, I see Jason uh, coming into work. Hey, man, I'll walk into the office with you. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing fine, man. Did you see the game last night? Yeah, it was pretty good over there. Hey, man. So you, so I, I did tell you that September one, we're moving to the new software. Didn't I tell you? Was that? Did you get that? Yeah, I did. Hey, I sent that memo out, and I sent it in email as well. Do you think? Have you heard? Are people talking about that? Or do you think everybody know? Yeah. So you want to communicate your change to the point that people are actually sick of you talking about it. So that in July, people go, I know in September 1, the software, we're doing, we're using a new soft. Yes, I got it. Can you please talk about something else? So there is actually a science to this. People every day are inundated with messages. They're inundated with marketing, uh, with, with marketing for products, commercials, things that you should buy things you don't need that you should buy, things that you need that you should buy. They're inundated with a variety of messages from a variety of walks of life. Brush your teeth with this, drive this kind of car, listen to this type of media, your news source, your music stores, your entertainment source. They are inundated with messages. They're going to look at your email and go, I'll deal with that later because it's September. See what I'm saying? I'm going to look at you. How many emails are on your phone? You have your phone on you right now? Yeah. Okay, let's do this experiment right now. What's the red bubble? What's the number red bubble on your email? Don't lie. Most of it's spam. Okay. But okay, okay. So for my like constantly use email, mm-hmm. there's 10. 10. 10. And it's a lot of it is also Gmail. Spam. Go to the Gmail app. No, the Gmail. That's what I'm talking about. The iCloud one. Okay, is go to spam. the iCloud. How many is that? There is. A thousand four hundred. A thousand four hundred. You have you. So you have in your red bubble. Yeah. One thousand forty. Four hundred. One thousand four hundred emails that you have not dealt with. Now, what that tells me, ladies and gentlemen, is that if I send Jason an email and say, "Hey, uh, change is coming on June first," Jason is not going to know that from an email. 
And I hear you at home. Y'all are just like Jason. Uh, went to another conference. 88% of messages are much more effective if they're text messages and not email. Most people respond quicker true. to a text message. So if you, I have gotten my band on group me. So I will text them. Reminds. Remind is another good one. Yeah, I will. I will text stuff to people. I teach college. I know that if I send an email to college, what we're singing, where, what concert, who died, what happened, who's mama. So I don't want to deal with that. So what I do with remind is I'll send a text to say, hey, guys, a lot of information. Check your email when you get a chance. And even then, it's nothing is foolproof. Nothing is 100%. Right. But the point that I'm making is you have to remind people over and over and over and over and over again. So you verbally say it. You follow it up with an email. You follow that email up with a text. Every room in your office has a notice or a memo that says, hey, starting September 1st, we're moving to a new software package. You walk around your church and you say auditions for the praise team is going to be all current and new and potentially new members must audition. Those auditions are taking place in the month of October. You are advertising this on your social media. You are saying this in casual conversations. So when we have our staff meeting and the meeting is over, okay, guys, great meeting today. I'll see you guys on Monday. Remember, September 1 is we're moving to the new software. But you want to repeat it because you want your team to be able to replicate the changes coming, not just you. If you're the only person in your organization that's telling people about the change, then that means that their ability to understand the change rises and falls with you. That's not what you want. You want change to happen so that even if you get hit by a bus, you know that September 1, change is coming. Number three. Here are the benefits to me professionally and personally. Okay, for details on how to build a runway, here are the benefits to me professionally and personally. The team, not you, have to be able to answer the question why. Okay, so when I was at a church and I was running the praise team, um, they used to rehearse every week. They would rehearse for probably 90 minutes to two hours. And it was not the most effective rehearsal. It wasn't the most effective use of their time. What I did was that I came in and I said, look, I'm going to reduce the amount of songs we're going to learn. We're going to have one rehearsal for a solid two hours, like no fooling two hours, like at 7.01 p.m. we're playing. But if we learn these seven or eight songs in these two hours, we will never have to rehearse again for another month. And I remember the team looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, there's no way we're going to be able to learn songs and not rehearse for a month. Now, that goes into a whole deeper kind of thing, which is I repeated songs. I made sure that the songs that we did were songs that we could actually execute and play and sing well. But by the time, by the time I was gone from that church, we were rehearsing once a month. We were playing the music at very high levels. We were doing a really, really good job of, of, uh, of executing the mission, which was preparing that church uh, and the congregation for praise and worship. So explain the benefits. You don't have to be out of the house. You only get seven days a week. If you're the drummer and we only have one drummer, 
So that means every Thursday night, I'm not home. I'm not with my loved ones. I'm not eating dinner with my family. I'm not on a date. I'm not watching a movie. I'm not just getting rest. I'm not recharging my batteries. I'm at this place rehearsing. So I'm trying to give people the benefit, explain to your team the benefits as to why it benefits the team and you personally for why this change is coming, okay? And then number four, four details on how to build a runway, number four. Call for backup. This is something I did not appreciate until someone did it for me. Get somebody to say exactly what you said and explain to them why it's a good idea as if you never did it. So Jason, this company is moving to a new software package on September 1st. And so now I have brought in Jane Smith and she's going to talk to you about the software package on September 1st. Jane Smith walks in and Jane Smith says, you know, I'm really excited for you guys because we were, um, we were at the, we were in the same position that you were in three years ago. We were about the same budget. Um, we were about the same in demographic. We we're about the same in number of employees. And so we found this software package and we have grown exponentially. This is what we were able to do. We were able to uh, increase productivity. We were able to give people more time off. We were able to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so this, by implementing this change, you're really going to love it. You should really be thankful that you've got Jason Bird running you, uh, uh, leading you through this change because this is going to be the best thing for you. Does anybody have any questions for me about how our organization did what you're getting ready to do and how it was great? So you're demonstrating for your people that I'm not going to take you necessarily into the unknown. There are other people, there are other worship teams, there are other churches, there are other organizations, there are other jazz musicians, there are other trios, there are other artists, there are other visual artists, there are other leaders that thought at one point, how do I get to the next level? And here's how they did it. It's not like you have to reinvent the wheel, right? This is how they did it. So let's have a little recap, Jason, if you don't mind. So four details on building a runway. Number one. A change is going to come. Yeah, so you got to tell people that change is coming. Don't let them be surprised that change is coming. Number two. Make sure you repeat it and then say it again. Yeah. Repeat so, it and say it again. And say it in a variety of different contexts. Say it, put it in the signature of your emails. Text people, email people, put it in your social media. Go on the web and create a nice uh, digital flyer on Canva or something like that and Print that out, send it out, make sure everybody knows that change is coming. Three, here are the benefits to me professionally and personally. You want people on your team. Everybody's got people on their team. Hopefully, prayerfully, I wouldn't work for an organization that didn't, but hopefully you got people on your team that will go, hey, we're moving to a new software package. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think that's I think that's a good thing for us to do. Get that person to explain to the rest of the team why it's a good idea. So you're the leader, you're telling people why it's a good idea, and now you've got, you know, Mark Smith, who's also on your team that works for you, but he's saying, hey, you know, I think this is a good idea because this is going to help me get A, B, and C done in a whole more efficient way. And then number four? Call for backup. Bring in an expert. Bring in an expert. Um, find an expert online. Um, Zoom somebody. Get somebody to come in to say the same thing 
that you're going to say. All right? Thanks, Dad. And thank you for listening to Attention to Detail. We'll be uploading new podcasts every week, usually on Mondays. And you should be able to find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Write a review and like us. You can also follow our sponsor, VIP Consulting at ericbird.com. My dad's trio at ericbirdtrio.com. Show notes can be found at ericbird.com slash blog, where you can also follow the show on VIP Consulting Twitter and Facebook pages. What's the last detail you want to leave our listeners with, Dad? So leaders, creatives, influencers, there are plenty of changes you're going to have to make if you want to move forward, if you want to move your brand forward, your ministry, your church, or your organization forward. Everyone will not be on board, but everyone can be informed that change is coming. Thank you again for listening to Attention to Detail with Eric Bird, moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm Jason Bird. Until next time. Attention. Attention. Attention.